I'm on. Tell us. Which problem? Why are we talking to people? Let them know. Get it out. Shout out the rooftops. This is the bee's knees. The misinformed. Octagon. Update. Shut up and sit down. What's going on guys welcome back ufc fight night hall versus silva just happened so hall definitely defeated uh innocent silva via ko tko with one minute and 24 seconds left to spare silva was just looking a little too old out there bryce mitchell finished off great had a tough uh tough fight and had more to say afterwards during his interview greg hardy took care of business kevin hall improved while he's the most consistent fighter of 2020 let down by bobby green unfortunately but that's how it goes prelims were awesome to see uh i thought there were a few fights that stood out uh most importantly would have to be alexander hernandez he went out there took care of business uh miles johns uh, awesome ko as well overall pretty good card need to call someone in here to get some more information on last night's fights uh let's see if we can get jim on the line here not sure if he's gonna answer doesn't always answer hello nick jim can you hear me man how are you i can hear you great Thanks for joining good, me today. Man. Thanks you for joining me. You are on Highly Misinformed Podcast Octagon Update. I, I want to so, give you a call uh, and see what you thought of the fights. I assume you oh, watched man. them. Thoughts. So much to go over. Stay tuned. Highly Misinformed. Ooh. The best fights of the night. Well, the whole card, Nick. Because these these cards that aren't pay-per-views, they, they deliver. I'll tell you that much. They do a great job. They deliver entertaining me on a saturday it was really almost it felt like a saturday midday the way that the time part the it was perfect it was perfect it was perfect timing and you didn't have to stay up to the wee hours of the morning which was greatly appreciated anderson silva of course we go back to back retirement retirements here we go fight island to be retires and then we go anderson silva and i said don't do it to me man you're gonna make me cry there's only so many tissues. He's a, uh, a real goat. He is a real goat, and that's for sure. And he's not the he's not the goat, I should say. He's a goat. He's definitely top five. Uh, top four? Uh, maybe. It's argued. But uh, no one in Anderson Silva's prime would put up a really good fight, you know? We yeah. never got the John Jones-Anderson Silva fight, which we always wanted. Even uh, GSP, Anderson Silva, could have happened. And we never got that either. But his career top to bottom, I mean, he made MMA what it is today. He is, you know, he's on the Gracie level of uh, influential, influential people. So what did you think of the card last night, Nick? I thought the entire card was extremely enjoyable. Uh, there was some... There was actually there was one letdown, but besides that, we were pretty spot on with everything that was going to happen that night. Um, interesting enough, Greg Hardy did show up, and I think he is turning in. As, as he says, Greg, I'm a new fighter, Hardy. He is turning himself into a new fighter. Um, he did a good job last night. And again, the main event was, was, plenty, uh, was plenty full in entertainment because Uhaira Hall was throwing heat. And it was, it was kind of slow, I'm going to get wrong. They were, they were waiting, they were feeling each other out, but... Uriah Hall, 
he was a safe bet to end the fight via TKO. KO. Uriah Hall, Dana White did throw some shade at her, Uriah Hall. He said uh, he's the most gun-shy fighter, and he still, still knocked out the GOAT. So I think that was a little disrespectful because at the end of the day, Uriah Hall did get it done. Uh, and he did knock out a really good fighter. Anderson Silva, you cannot discount the man. He is still dangerous. He is still the spider. He didn't just knock so, him out once. He knocked him out twice. You know, I mean, basically at the end of the third round, Anderson Silva was all but knocked out and finished. Um, and then to go back into the fourth. They cried together. And they held each other and they went like real warriors. Yep, exactly so, yeah. like you wrote it up. It was really emotional, and uh, you like to see it. You like to see it. But the question is, Nick, should Anderson Silva be done fighting? Anderson Silva will let us know when he's done fighting. I don't think he'll ever do that. So Anderson Silva will be fighting until he dies. It's what he does, what he enjoys doing. So this is the thing, Nick. The UFC still owes him one more fight on his fight contract. Yeah, he might he, said he Dana White said specifically, I, he will never fight again in my organization. But then he was like, ah, you know what I mean? He was kind of like, fuck, I might have to give him one more fight. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Like, that was the tone in the back of the voice. So, yeah, if he's itching, which hopefully, basically, is like, hopefully he's not, you know? Because at the end of the day, the man is 45. He probably should retire. No, he should definitely stop fighting killers. Uh, I think he can go out there and fight in a, a under under league, you know, something not so serious like the UFC. Um, like that's what he enjoys doing. That's his thing, and usually he doesn't get hit. Now you never know if he gets hit even worse, takes more damage. I think that maybe someone should go up to him and say, "Hey, Anderson, let's let's take a walk. You know, let's talk about what you're doing here to to yourself." But until that happens, I think let him fight. Do let him do whatever. Okay, so this is, okay, do you think, what is more likely to happen? Do you think Dana White will give him another fight? Or do you think the UFC will release him? The UFC is going to release him. Because, because he has one more fight. So basically Dana White saying he doesn't want to release him. Dana said after the, the event that he shouldn't have fought that fight last night. Yeah. So. Yeah, he said that, but honestly, I don't. You're, he's probably right. To be honest, he's probably right. He doesn't belong in the UFC anymore. He he's should be coaching right. or doing something else as a but fighter. He's is, not. It's really hard for a businessman, not for Dana White, because he has enough fighters. But for the lower promotions like Bellator, not yeah. so much Bellator anymore. But maybe like an LFA or, you know, like a Irish, the uh, that UK league over there, Cage Warriors. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. But then it's like, that's kind of tarnishing his legacy a little bit. I don't know. It's like, dude, eh, why'd you, no. why'd you... Let him do what he wants. He wants to just keep fighting. Fine. Let him keep fighting. You know? Because UFC is the best of the best. Money. You're only going to be on top for so long. He Hopefully, very well might yeah. get more money somewhere else. Oh, he could. I agree. He doesn't need money, but maybe he likes money. Maybe that's... I think that's more the issue than anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just likes fighting and he likes money. So when that when you have that problem, yeah, you're going to fight until you're 50 years old, Nick. Yep. 
he'll fight to 50. He should stop when he's 50. That's what I would say if I was him. I'd be like, okay, I'll give myself five more years. I'll dedicate myself to this craft. And then I'm done. Unless you want to kickbox. I'm looking still, here. Still, still I'm looking at Anderson Silva's uh, $800,000 payday that he got when he fought uh, the Dia- Nick Diaz. And uh, he ended up winning the fight, but it was overturned to a failed urinalysis. Um, but it's also breaking news. And uh, Dana White kind of shrugged this one off. Khabib might come back and fight another fight. Did you hear that? No. Where's your, what's your sources? My sources, the media asked him a question, and it has been in the news. I think maybe Tuesday or Wednesday it broke. What's happening here is they're going to weigh the put their toes in the water. They're going to figure out how who what's the interest in this, how much money can be made, and then they'll go to Khabib with a check and say, okay, this is the money. And that right there is how things happen. This this fight that we're talking about might not be for two more years. Who's he and gonna, who's he gonna fight? What do you mean? What fight? What fight are we talking about? It, it really it can be almost any fight, but GSP, Connor, or after someone else wins let's the belt. Put, let's put it this way, Nick. Let's put it this way. Dana White specifically said last night in his interview, the one fifty five pound belt is not vacant right now. Khabib has the belt. So, that being said, where do you go from here? Because it would have been way more interesting if Khabib didn't have the belt, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying Khabib isn't a great champion, but we only tune in to see him lose. To be honest. You only tune in to draw. see you only tune in to see him lose, is that what you just said? Yeah, because you want to see him lose. You basically want to see that's kind of the whole thing man once you get so big it's kind of like people want to see you fall more than they want to keep seeing you go because it gets boring after a while with Khabib I can honestly say every time I watched him I watched him to watch the way he puts on a perfect performance it's honestly he's the level just the same with Edesanya the uh, the level that they perform at same thing with GSP the level uh, the performance they put on that's what I'm, I'm there for um, well, I'm not trying to disrespect the man. I'm just saying, uh, yes, it's it's almost flawless victory every single time in and outside the octagon that it gets kind of a little stagnant and boring. Oh, here and we go. There's no hit on the man, but I like when uh, I like when there's drama. So, like that four man tournament that everyone was talking about, hyping up the 155 weight class. Yeah, that would have been drama. And that would have been crazy. That would have been awesome. And Connor could have got the belt again. So that's always great for the UFC when Connor McGregor has the belt. I think so, Connor would do good in tournament format too because he doesn't take a lot of damage. We will, see, we will see what happens moving forward. I still only believe that, that being said, I still only believe Khabib has one more bout. And I think it will be who do you think will be against is the question. I mean, you, you're asking right now, who who do you think Khabib's going to fight in this, this magical made-up fight that he's going to fight? Yeah. Like yeah. I said, yep. if it's going to be within a year, it'll be GSP. If not, it'll be a big money fight, only for money, 
against Conor McGregor because he will have taken the belt back and will have been running amok in the UFC. Oh. That I might like be your it. I like your predictions, Nick. We like these predictions. Um, I'm leaning towards the Conor fight more, to be honest. I really am, because Conor's been pushing for that rematch. That would be a, a lot of money. Khabib would need a lot of money to fight Conor again. Yeah. And you know what? I think he's just super emotional right now over his dad's loss, and that was his first win after his dad losing without his dad yeah. ever being in his corner. So, that being said, I think maybe give him a couple months to get his head right and then go go at him. Go at him for a fight. Let Conor fight for you, eh? Winner of that gets to beat. But it's going to be Conor, probably. But I want the diamond to win. They probably wouldn't get the diamond to rematch, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree there. Um, so basically, if Poirier wins, it's going to be GSP. And then if Connor wins, it'll be Connor. So it's all about December now. And the UFC has a lot of easy questions. They just, like, it's easy for them because they can't, n- nothing they do can be wrong. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. So you can't be wrong either way. And uh, I think, yeah, Connor McGregor, they'll get it done. And then they'll ask him to fight again. And they'll make it in the summer or something. Maybe July. I could see that next July. We're fighting after January 23rd. With... For International Fight Week. Yeah. That's the biggest. Usually July is the best. They try to. On paper, it's the best main event. But that way. Yeah, that's about right. Um, so, yeah. Sounds like good predictions, Nick. Uh, what else did you like to see? I, I guess well, we can just keep talking about Steve a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I can see him coming back for sure. Um, they did confirm that the weight class for Connor versus Poirier is at 155, which we knew this would be. Yeah. We knew this. It has to be. We knew this. It has to be. If it's going to be for yep. about, it has to be at that weight. That, that's nonsense to, to say anything otherwise. I agree. I think we, and, uh, I think we kind of know what's going to happen with fifty five. I think it's up in the air, and we can talk all day about who's going to fight who. But we know for sure Connor's going to fight uh, Dustin, and we know yep. for there's a good chance that Connor's going to beat Dustin. Unfortunately, um, even though we love Dustin, there's also okay. So if we're talking about one fifty five general. The okay. So who do you think Tony Ferguson's going to fight next? Because he's doing a lot of media right now, and he's trying to get his name out there. I think he might fight Chandler. That'd be a great fight. I think that's the fight. What do you think, Nick? Mm, I think that's the best fight right now, the hottest fight. You know, people are gonna pay. People are what people want to see. Um, he he can well, fight anyone though. He it's can, the unknown of Chandler that even makes it even better. Cause you don't know about Chandler. What if Chandler wins? But I have Ferguson winning that one. I don't know. Chandler wins. But he needs to fight one other person. Oh, he only needs to fight Chandler, and that's it, bro. No, see, I, I don't, I don't like how they're just giving Chandler. I, I didn't even like that they gave Chandler the the next up in the main event. Like what, Chandler? Someone would have tested positive for COVID. Chandler steps in and knocks yep. out it's Justin intro. Gacy. He's the, the champ. Like I didn't intro. like that at all. Intro. He'd be the interim champ if that happened. But yeah. are they? I want to see Paul Felder fight. Uh, I don't know if I want to see him t- fight Tony Ferguson. But I also die. love this. <laughs> <laughs> he's too nice of a guy. 
I also like to see uh, Dan Hooker fight. So if Dan Hooker wants to fight Tony Ferguson, that'd be a bloodbath. I wouldn't mind watching. Please see Dan Hooker fighting Chandler or Ferguson, dude. They should really fuck with Chandler. They should give him Dan Hooker. Yeah, yeah. His range, he would fuck him up probably. It would be it would be but the same exact thing though. I think with Poirier, it'd be the wrestling factor. It'd be the wrestling. No, Chandler would wrestle a lot more than Poirier. You think? Chandler is a Division One All-American wrestler, and yeah, he would probably ground him, try to ground and pound him, because on the feet, Hooker's just gonna fuck him up, dude, from a distance. Now, if he if he gets inside on him, he got a chance. I just think they need chance. to spend their money a little bit more wisely. I think if they're gonna get someone like Michael Chandler, they need to have, let him perform a few times. Or middleweight, it's kind of interesting, Nick. That's Israel Adesanya, it was announced, it's fighting John Buckwich. It is confirmed that they're looking in to match them up. Oh, okay. One of those things. Which means it's going to happen. Because they it, both want to fight. But realistically, uh, do you think Stipe has any chance in holding on to that belt in March? Yes, he has a big chance. Because he already beat the man once. And if his wrestling didn't get worse, and Stipe and uh, Naganus didn't get much better, he's fucked. I'm saying Ganu so, by knockout. Oh, I'll take that bet, Nick. I will take that bet. Done. I want Stipe to win. I'm rooting for Stipe. Done. So this might be a little. I want him to win. So as long as he, honestly, as long as he takes him down and just makes it dirty, ground and pound, I think he's good. Yeah, I agree with you. Good. I agree with but you. He's but agree, he's still the underdog now. He's getting older. Uh, Nagano's hitting his prime right now, and yeah, yep, that's gonna be a great fight. That's gonna be a better fight than the uh, Stipe DC three. So Bryce Mitchell came through. Oh yeah, Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell, our boy. I knew he would just go out there and wrestle the man. And the his man, camo shorts. Oh, those camo shorts. Uh, Kamaru Usman tweeting that he wanted a pair also, and uh, I kind of agree with the man. I want a pair as well. Adamantly against Mass. He he okay. uh, made a point to okay. uh, to take a stand here and uh, talk about no Mass. So. Okay, sir. It was an interesting little say? play by him. What did he say? Oh, he just talked about it's, the, it's our right to do whatever we want and to drive down the highway at our own risk we should also be able to live our lives at our own risk and uh understand the uh percussions of it so Bryce mitchell yeah he put on a performance he does however need to work with, but he didn't he took over wrestling wise he's not going to be able to do that with the cream of the crop i don't think so uh that's about that's just about khabib level wrestling there what you saw right under it just a about not because Andre Feely, he'll touch you, he'll feel you, and he'll wiggle out of a takedown or two. And you know, not at last the top, night. If you let them wiggle out, play this much, they'll knock you out. They will knock you out. That wasn't happening at all last night. He got out of many, many takedowns. Many, many. You're talking about last Did he night? Him? Yep. He took him down seven times. And he got down out of how many of them? That's what I'm trying to say here. 13. Three? What? There's 13 attempts. 
okay, right there. That's half the attempts were not landed. And then, okay, what else? I'm saying well, once he many- once he got him to the ground, it, it was the hip motion, man. That's what it was, sir. Like a few takedown attempts, maybe didn't go. How many? How many escapes? That guy had so many escapes. I don't even know if it says escapes. It doesn't. That's not a stat, and we need that stat. That's I, know. Stat I don't think he escaped that many times because there's ten minutes of control. Honestly, how many times did he take him down? Seven. I'm gonna say he. Okay, he probably got out three or four times. But they were big times. Like, he got out of it. Less, than, how less than five minutes of a chance for him to do that. He had 34 minutes of, or 34 seconds of control. Okay, listen, you're going off the stats. I'm going off the eye test. He didn't take him down. Like, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he took him down. But he more or less laid on him. Didn't, he didn't take much damage. And then he did get out a bunch. And then on his striking... He was doing better striking. So the only thing I could say I, would be Bryce Mitchell should have done more damage once he passed the guard because with he probably passed guard five times. That's what I'm saying, Nick. He didn't finish him. He in that spot you finish somebody. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't. He didn't. So you need to work on striking and better submissions or something. I don't know what the deal is there, man. Kevin Holland fight. What I think about it? Yeah. How did you think? Kevin I thought Holland, it was just. I, at first, I was intimidated by his opponent's hair. Uh, that was probably the biggest thing that threw me off. Besides that, uh, Kevin Holland delivered like he always does. Dude, Kevin Holland—they're just working this guy up. He has four fights inside the octagon in 2020, and four wins. That is a UFC record, folks. Not only that. Kevin Holland is calling out the man. Fight at least another fight this year. Calling out Israel Adesanya after he got that impressive win over blah 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 blah. Now, if you watch the so, post-fight interview, he he said specifically, "There's no heat between me and Israel Adesanya. He just likes to jaw off, and and that's they they both like to talk. So they wouldn't mind fighting." Oh, Kevin. Kevin Holland is a great talker. He loves to talk inside and outside the ring. That is octagon, however. That and that uh, yeah. nice scrap. It might be something good to see. But Kevin Holland came there with a man on a mission. He was not being stopped that night, and it showed. So how did he finish the man? The old shoulder to the neck. The old almost, almost paralysis situation, but... But Charlie Ontiveros seemed like he's just fine. Was it a uh, submission? Uh, it was a verbal tap. Yeah, I know, but was was it a submission or was the guy just a bitch? No, he, he picked him up. In the fight, he picked him up and threw him down and landed on his neck with his shoulder. He oh. almost killed him. Oh, and, and they're like, okay, yeah, he's done. Um, I'm not sure, but the guy might not have been able to move his legs. Like, it's, it's not that bad, but... I'm um, pretty sure it was a scary moment for this kid. I think he might have just got a stinger. You never know. Well, I think he got a stinger. That's that's yeah. That's exactly what happened, Nick. I didn't just... really see. How, see, I saw the verbal tap, but I'm like, and they said he won by verbal tap, but I'm like, is that disrespectful to the guy that just lost? Because, dude. Now he said stop. Was really, 
really, yeah, but come on, come on. The, like, I guess the ref doesn't know how much pain he was in. Like, I want to know, was it real or was it fake? Slam on his head. Oh, you, you should have? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was great. I don't deserving of it, but okay. Alright. I'm sick of these I'm sick of these spinning heel back kicks. I want people just to pick the other person up and then spike them on their heads a little bit, alright? I need to watch the replay again. And he likes a we'll... good head spike. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Kevin Holland was uh, one of the four people that got performance of the night along with Miles Johns, Adrian Jans, and Alexander Hernandez, which Alexander Hernandez came out and killed his opponent, really showed up. He's a guy that's on my list for up and comer. He was the final exactly. on the prelims. That's Alexander Hernandez. So, isn't he that boy? Yeah, I'm gonna call him a boy. Exactly. Isn't he that that got beat by none other than the Cowboy? Um, I'll look real quick. Uh, maybe. And um, Cowboy, he showed the man. Hey, yeah, he did get listen, beat by Cowboy. Listen, young buck, you're not ready for this stage yet, but. That being said, he needs to mature a little bit, and I think he will be a good yeah. upcoming prospect. I agree, Nick. He is now. Yes, he is now. He he's very much he he killed his guy, Chris uh, Chris Grutzman. I'm up, I'm up and coming on that guy. Yes, he, he won the contender by knockout. Now he knocked this guy out. Yeah, this guy has two knockouts back to back, and yeah, he's coming for blood in that division. He's looking like a good like a really really sound fighter. That's a good new prospect. And that's only his second fight in the UFC. So I'd like to see him going forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he killed his man. The pillows were pretty good, I thought. We had three of the winners for the uh, performance of the night in the prelims with the first one, uh, Miles Johns. 11-1 now is Miles Johns, so look out for him. Um, after that, it was Dustin Jacoby. Jacoby took care of business with a KO as well, but he didn't get it. I guess that one's a little bit more uh, forgettable, Jacoby. Hmm. Yeah, that was like a, that was a TKO. First round though, he poor guy. Uh, after that, uh, Jason Witt, arm triangle submitted Cole Williams. This card was loaded with KOs and submissions. Only I a few decisions. I told you, the uh, the fight nights are some a lot of times better than the actual pay per views, folks. Yeah, these so, guys want it. Yeah. Yeah, they went in there and they wanted to be killers. The pay-per-view, it's almost like they already got paid so they don't have to perform as much or they can just coast a little bit, not really go for blood. I'm not saying that's always the case, but so it seems like kind of a little bit sometimes. I think they have more Especially rigid game plans. They don't want to divert yeah. from their game plan, if that makes any sense. You will fight harder people. The competition's way stiffer, so you don't want to get outside your comfort zone because you know at any time they could pull the trigger and end your night early. That's exactly it. And speaking of that, Greg Hardy against Maurice Green. We didn't talk about that fight too much. Greg Hardy really showed up. He really showed his, his uh, improved striking. The post-fight interview uh, gave way to a lot of emotions that Greg had. Uh, he he dropped a tear or two in that post-fight interview because he's got a lot of crap going on. Um, I guess it would be important to, when you're talking about Greg Hardy, keep, keep a positive outlook in his name because... Like he said in the post of interview, there was never any guilty verdict found. There was never any sort of truth or uh, real, real talk behind what these uh, allegations are against him. So, trying to keep that in mind that when we're he, talking about him. 
I think he's starting to turn the corner. Like he, I know, I always make the joke that he's always a different fighter. Always says that he's going to be a different fighter, but I think he is now. He has Rashad Evans on his ass. The Rashad Evans change, I think this is for the positive. And honestly, in his post fight interview, his actual post fight interview, he looked like a changed man. He looked more positive, and I was digging the haircut. I really was. The whole mohawk braided dread look. It's interesting. It is interesting. Me a, I'd say that's a 10 out of 10 for hair of the night. Oh, no, no, no. And, uh, hair of the night. It goes to our man who disappointed us, Bobby Green, with that facial hair that he displays. Well, let's go into Bobby Green a little bit, Nick. Yes, Bobby Green did disappoint a little bit. But you know why? Because Bobby Green did what Bobby Green does. He walks people down, keeps his hands low, and is super cocky. And uh, this time it didn't pay off for the man. I think that it was almost a robbery, man. When you really look at it, I, I understand that Thiago uh, Moises uh, did a good job defending and fighting, and he's out there competing as well. But if we just look at pure numbers, pure numbers, Bobby Green had 94 out of 187 strikes compared to 43 out of 120. 85 out of 177 significant strikes compared to 42. He out he outstruck him in every category. Uh, head They were tied at head strikes with 29. Um, Bobby Green shouldn't have lost this fight. Uh, answer me this, Nick. How many, how many, um, knockdowns did Mahosis get? Now that I don't know. That's the real stat, Nick. Let me know that. I, I, I don't see knockdowns in these statistics. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Because if you look at this thing, it, you would not think that Tiago Moses won that fight. I honestly think uh, Tiago Moses won that fight. I, when I watched it, I, I think you're correct. Um, but what's, what I'm saying is statistics. I watched the fight too, and I agreed with you, and I figured it was a toss-up. I don't think that it was strictly one way or the other. I think he lost the last round, and that's the one that mattered the most. Okay. I think it might have been one I think it been. I think it was one-one going into the last round, and yeah, basically Mahosis won the last round, and that fucking sealed it for him. Yeah, I mean, w- my, when you're gonna step up to Bobby Green. Yeah, Bobby Green basically needs to not be as cocky and keep his hands up. Put your hands up, exactly. So that, that's unfortunate that he lost, but. Um, I don't know. I want to know how many takedowns Mahosis had. I guarantee he had a lot. Well, I can answer that for you right now. Two. They both had two out of three. That's what I'm saying. The statistics don't... Now, the control, 151. Mahosis had more control, 151 compared to 111. But even leg strikes is 25 compared to 8. Bodies, 31 compared to 5. Like, it's... The statistics don't you know, match up. Okay, listen. It doesn't go by statistics, buddy. I don't know why you always do this to me. Okay. No, I agree with you. I'm just making a point. For instance, if I hit you really fucking hard in the face, let me hit you hard, and that counts as a one punch to the face. You jab me, just feel me out, but you hit my face. That still counts one to one. No. You're saying Bobby doesn't hit hard? I'm saying Mahosis did more damage, for sure. And that's also a factor, especially with how close the stats were. I would say definitely that's a huge factor. 
the the stats aren't close, so that's what I'm trying to say. When you have time, no, I watched it. I watched it, and I agree with you that it was close when you're watching it. Yeah, and I still thought Mahosis won. Last night there were six total knockouts or TKOs, so it was a great card. What would you rank the card out of ten? Last night's card, UFC Fight Night, Hall vs. Silva, October thirty first, twenty twenty, in the UFC Apex Center. What would you rank that event, Jim? Um, I'm gonna give it a solid eight. A solid eight. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a uh, square, a square eight. Yeah, I should have. Uh, I should have. <laughs> I should have answered the question before you because I also agree with the eight. Uh, eight notion, but uh, I think I'm biased, so I'll give it an eight. I'll give it a seven point. No, no I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll give it an eight point one. It was plenty entertaining. I got to be a little bit different than you. Um, had a bunch of our favorite fighters on there. It was great. Speaking of light heavyweights, you have uh, Tiago or do you have Glover? Ooh, that's a great fight, and it depends how much. Well, honestly, I think they're both going to be healthy. Talk about a coin flip, maybe. huh? Well, no, I was going to say if if uh, if Santos isn't healthy, then definitely to share it. But obviously, but he had some injuries in the past. That's why he was been off for so long. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go to Sarah. I'll go Glover to I'm Sarah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Santos by okay. TKO and. Probably going to be in the second or third round. They're almost the I exact same early. fighter. Both both have, 76 inch reach. I have Thiago Santos by head kick knockout. Second round. Lock it up. You heard it here first, folks. Boom. Get in your bed. Thiago Santos. TKO. We got minus 230 on Thiago Santos and plus 184 for oh. Glover Texera. We have a live dog here, folks. It wouldn't be that out of the ordinary to throw some change on him. Now, do I think Santos is the favorite? Yes. I don't think 230. That seems a little steep to me. Maybe if it was ones, if it was in the 100s, then yes. Two, he's going to win. He should win. But what's his TKO odds on Santos? by TKO. Tiago Santos has won 15 out of 3 on, by TKO. So he is a TKO machine. Alright, there's some pretty good fights on this card. Mm-hmm. This might be a low-key, low one of those low-key, not big names, but people about to just break through. We got the co-main event, Andre Orlovsky. This guy is making waves. I'll tell you that much. I've seen him fight before, and I would definitely put some money on him to win. However, he is 41, fighting a 21, 29-year-old. It's plus 220 for Andre and minus 280 for Tanner Bozer. I was going to think Bozer was going to be the underdog. Hmm. Yeah, Bozer should win that fight. Um, I might put some money on the other two, though. He could win. He could grind out a decision, but Bozer's going to be looking for the knockout. If that other guy... Takes it into the later rounds of ra- three rounds. If he, if he if he can last, I think he can win. Let's put it that way. That I guess we'll find bad, out. That wouldn't be a bad bet. There. Who else do we have? 
We have our girl Claudia fighting. She's a bay. For yeah. sure. Claudia Gadalha. She's the first fight on the main card. Yep. Yes, she is. And I think I like her a lot. Why do you like her? Um, what, what are the odds on her? Why do you like her? Because she's a fine Brazilian. And she's really good. She's plus 118. Oh, my God. We have a live dog on our hands, folks. Big Claudia. So who is... Her opponent's 12-1. and one. Ew, yeah. this is a hard fight for her. Jan Zanon. Is... Hmm. Let me see what that's about. Yeah, she's a good She's a good fighter. If you have the feeling with her, then I'd, I'd keep her. But if you don't you think she's going to win against a tough opponent. Plus what? What? Plus what? <laughs> what is she? Plus 118. Oh, yeah. I, I'm on her all day. What's what's Yan Zig Zang's thing on Yang's? Minus 144. Yeah, so it's a pretty even bout. Yeah, it's going to be an even bout. Uh, you're going to take Claudia in that one, folks. That's lock in that underdog pick, Claudia. Um, the Claudia. Yang, chance, yeah, it's called betting, folks. But I have a hunch Claudia is going to get the finish. I can agree with you. Yep. Um, There's more experience there, I think, with the eighteen and four record versus twelve and two. So I can see that. That's a good bet. Tanner Bozer as you well. Know anybody else fighting on this card? Uh, Khalid Taha, but he has a fuck. He has a crazy opponent, Roni Barsoli's fifteen and one. That's gonna be it's just good fight after good fight. Brandon Allen's another good guy, but again, uh, Ian Heinish is a, another great opponent. Ian Heinish might win that. I I don't know. These are all toss ups. There's not really any. Ian Heinish. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. What? Against, against Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen's also a good fighter. I'm going to take Ian Heinish in that one. Is he the underdog? Hang on. Brandon Allen's good too, though. You're right. Brandon Allen is good. Oh, man. I take Ian. Oh, yeah. man. I'm taking Plus Ian. Plus 104. Plus 104. For Ian? For Ian? Yeah. Oh, man. All these bouts are even. Yeah, these are all Holy really shit. even bouts. Yep. Folks, take Ian as well. Take okay. Ian as well. It's a 50 50 fight. It's a 50-50 fight. They, they um, Brandon all Allen. Okay, so Brandon Allen has a little better wrestling. If he can stay away from him, he's going to... I don't know. Maybe... I got to look at the tape again, but looking at just sure first reaction, I think Ian is the way to bet there. But maybe Brandon Allen will <laughs> take him down. Brandon Allen might submit him, too. Don't forget that. But Yeah, I mean, but Ian Heinz usually doesn't let down either. He doesn't get to the ground ever, so. Yikes. That's what I'm saying. Yikes. Yeah, Cla I think Claudia is a good bet still, and I think that uh, Tanner Boaster is a good bet still. And I'm going to. I like Tiago Santos. So we'll do Santos, Bozer, Claudia. No, I'm not betting Bozer. Okay, no Bozer? Okay. No, I'm not betting Bozer. I would have bet him if he's the underdog. He's not a good favorite yet. So, so far we have Santos and Claudia then. You want Ian? I think Ian might be another good bet. But, then again, 
might not be. I would have to dive into it a little more. Who has oh, I, I Brandon for, there, There's someone I forgot in the undercards. Alexander Romanov. He's fighting. Wait, Alexander Romanov. Yeah, he's a heavyweight. He's the guy that uh, torts the other guy. His opponent's 17-7 and seven with Marcos Roguero de Lima, but Alexander Romanov is going to beat him. So I have a Romanov as well. Okay, bet on Romanoff, all the money. How much is, how much, what's the odds? Hang on, he's probably a few, a huge favorite. It's minus 200? Minus 200? Still worth it. Minus 280. Uh, still worth it. So put money on him. And if you want to get freaky, Ian. But our best three bets are Santos, Alexander Romanoff, and Claudia Cadelia. There you go. So, you want to get freaky though? Put some in for Ian because I'm sure I will. Put some money on Ian. You want freaky? And that's pr- honestly that's probably it. Thank you. I had a fun time talking about these fights with you today. It's pretty fun. Um, Drive safe. So, keep it real. Just start believing in yourself. Just like uh, Rodriguez said last night. Once you go all in and start believing in yourself, that's when you can really take take it to the next level. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do things and just stay to the grind. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Thanks for stopping by today, guys. That's all the news. You're updated. Stay tuned. That's a fight analysis, and that is the news. Highly misinformed. Coming back at you next week. Don't forget to like and share. Also... Hit that like button. Also, get your bets in. Get those best bets in, guys. Make some money. We like to make money around here, and we know you guys do too. So get those best bets in, and we'll see you next week for another Highly Misinformed. Thanks for stopping by. Peace.